Hi, everybody. We're back with the Morph Business and Leadership Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. He's dear to my heart, and he's also an amazing teacher. He's an amazing instructor, and he's just an amazing person overall with a large heart himself. Great leadership model. His name is Mr. John Day. Mr. John Day, please tell the audience today what your industry is and how you know you've accomplished some things in your industry so far well my industry is real estate uh and that is really quite broad uh i started out and real estate again is my second career i started out as a real estate sales agent struggling like everybody else but it was also at the same time as in 2008, 2009, when the market was really starting to crash. So, um, you know, it's like I wanted a, an extra cushion because there was so many people, so many agents leaving the field saying like, oh, I've got to go get a job. Wow. Uh, realist, uh, Hello. This is your job mm -hmm. and it is your business. It's your in business that you invest in. But, you know, everybody struggles and you've got to put food on the table. So I went and I got my real estate instructor's license as well. So I taught real estate at the same time I was selling real estate. Okay. Through that, I was able to make connections with the National Association of Realtors and my quality of teaching was recognized and I became a national trainer for the National Association of Realtors. Wow. Also at that point that got recognized and a very large company in New York, Douglas Solomon, some people may have heard of them. They actually recruited me to come to Manhattan and train agents in Manhattan, Brooklyn. And I went out to Long Island as well to train people in the Hamptons, which Whoa. was pretty, pretty exciting doing the luxury real estate. Um, but, you know, then personal issues, I didn't want to quit. I wasn't quitting real estate, but personal issues, I had to come closer to home. And so I was training and was recognized again by one of my former students said, please, I need you to be a broker. And thus, now I'm the broker of Open Door Real Estate in Neptune. And like any business, it's slow starting, but we are working and we are building, and it's exciting. It is exciting. So that's a lot. That's a lot. You First of all. A lot to unpack, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. So um, first, you started off just like at the bottom of the food chain. You started off as a realtor, as a student in a class trying to get that real estate license, which I know about that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's only 75 hours, but it is a lot of material. And as a real estate agent, you're truly, your job is a salesperson. You can't say, oh, I know about this law or I know about this inspection da, 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 because you are not allowed. You're not an inspector. You're not an attorney. You're not a financer. So you can't say anything, but you have to learn every avenue. You have to be a knowledgeable of everything, even though you can't tell it. But when the uh, 
when your clients have questions, you need to be able to give them a little piece of information and guide them and then guide them to the correct source. Mm -hmm. Because as an agent, you're always the source of the source of information. That's good. You're the source of the source of information. Yes. That's really good because if there's a million things, and I know I, in my work I do um, commercial real estate transactions, not really as a as an agent or a broker, more as a project manager for my clients. So if they're buying um, a commercial property for their businesses, I do like all the PM the PM work, the administrative pieces of it, and um, I am not the realtor. So if they ask me a question about a listing or anything like that, I'm like, even though I have some knowledge, like pre real estate knowledge, because I took the classes but never actually passed the test. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> he wants me to take this test so bad. <laughs> But um, so, yeah, so now even though I have that knowledge and that understanding, I never overstep my boundaries and go into that realtor's role. I always make sure I'm the administrator. So my job is to pull some of the team together. But now I go to her as the source and say, hey, I need help with X, Y and Z. And so knowing my place and even what I do as far as helping them is really key. So can you tell me um, some of the clients I know um, I've had some courses with you before and like marketing and stuff like that you do a lot so um I remember at one point my mom had me do a marketing class with you and um you were coaching us and so in one of the classes though um you you guys were talking about niching down like really focusing finding a focused type of client finding that that ideal client group that you're looking to work right with. it's basically like looking at target marketing and it, it's very difficult because you know even physicians these days, they have a specialty. Mm -hmm. They're either a cardiologist or a urologist or, or an oncologist. You know, they're not just a general practitioner. Right. There are general practitioners, and that's okay. But in real estate, if you, need, if you want to get to the top level, you need to have a specialty. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have I have several specialties um, because I also feel that you need to be able to broaden your your realm of real estate, your sales. And we talk about I talk to my agents about the spokes model. OK, uh, like a wheel has spokes. And if the wheel was, had two spokes and you were going down the rolling down the hill and hit a rock. What would happen? It, it'd crash and it would be gone because boom. But if you're rolling down the hill with seven or eight spokes and you hit a rock, you're going to keep going. So each one of the different items of real estate, each one of the little different specialties or niches mm -hmm. uh, in real estate, because I like to say the riches are in the niches. Um <laughs> One of the, you know, there are several different spokes. And if you have seven or eight spokes, if something's not quite going right, then you've got another avenue. So one of my specialties is uh, working with buyer clients. Okay. I am, have my certification as an accredited buyer's representative, as well as I'm a national instructor for that designation. Uh, another specialty is working with seniors. I love working with seniors. Wow. And so there's a designation, senior real estate specialist. And there's a lot to know about working with the senior population because it's very different from working with a first-time home buyer, mm -hmm. from working with a luxury home buyer. So 
that's one of my specialties, as well as I'm a national instructor for uh, the SRES designation, senior real estate, senior real estate specialist. Okay. Um, I have other designations. I'm a seller representative, and I know I'm a PSA, which means I understand pricing strategy. Mm. I also teach about negotiations, which are extremely important in the whole process. Especially right now in this whole um, this whole time frame where, and this is so great that I'm talking to you about this today, but um, in this whole entire time frame where we're seeing a rise in the interest rates and buying homes and like the pricing is, the pricing is outrageous. Some homes maybe like a year or two ago were 200000 are now 400000 or 400000 are now 700000 And you being that pricing strategist is key. We need that. Right. It's it's amazing the the properties that I'm seeing that are three bedrooms, one bath that are selling for four hundred thousand. Crazy. That in, in the business we call that functional obsolescence because it does one bathroom in a three bedroom home does not function in today's society. No. Uh but where that used to sell for two hundred and fifty, maybe three hundred thousand now is in the 400s. Yes. And and it, it's, to me, it's incredible. But to help the seller mm-hmm. understand pricing strategy so they can get, because if I'm working for a seller, I want them to get the best bang for their buck. Right. A lot of things that are happening, I see a lot of agents pricing over really high because they think, you know, the market's still crazy. The, the market, it's not crazy. Um, an example the National Association mm-hmm. says that when we're in a stable market mm-hmm. nationwide, there's approximately 2 million listings. Okay. Currently, nationwide, we are under a million listings. Whoa. So this is still really a seller's market. Wow. So that's why the prices are continuing to go up. Even though there's a, you know, the interest rates are going up. There's an inventory shortage. Mm-hmm. So even though you know it's not that bad to spend that extra money to get a house because otherwise you're not going to get a house at all. So the prices are still going up. And people saying, well, I'm going to wait for the market to crash. The market is not going to crash. Right. We're not in that. We went through that. Mm-hmm. And the government took care of that. All these crazy loan products. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wrote what's called the Dodd-Frank Act. In, you know, like around 2008, 2010, something like that, uh, which really regulated the finance market. So there's not these crazy loan products anymore. So we're not going to see a crash. We may see a slowdown. Mm -hmm. But the one gift that COVID gave to everybody was low interest rates. So the homeowner could get a really nice low interest rate. So People that have nice low interest rates, they're not moving anywhere right. fast. Right. You know, so they're not listing their homes for sale. Right. I do want to add to that low interest rate comment that you said too. So um I believe it was yesterday. I think it yep, it was yesterday. So yesterday I went to a class with the New Jersey um NJRA. So for development, New Jersey development, right? And so basically they're a nonprofit organization that teaches us and gives products out for um, real estate for developers. And they teach so, oh my God, it was an amazing class. But neither here nor there, right? 
a man was there, a representative of consulting. Um, he does. He talked about hard money le- lending. Mm. And he talked about, um, you know, how he's been in this game for 40 years. And he said that he has seen when he first started in this whole real estate investing field and all of the, you know, the uh, the the loans and everything like that. He said when he first started, the interest rates were like 18 <laughs> percent. And he says, so as time went on in the last 10 years where, you know, I was like 20 and 23 and really didn't know much I about real you. estate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you too. So um, so basically, like, those newer, those th- my age group that's buying homes and stuff like that, we kind of got used to the low interest rates. And so we don't know what it really was always like before we got used to this right. decade of mm-hmm. low interest rates. When I bought my first house... My interest rate was 11%. Wow. See? And I thought, oh, that was good. And we bought, FHA had a what's called a streamline program that we started out with because we, we couldn't afford a lot. You know, again, I my career before real estate was in human services. And you don't make a lot of money, but it's a it's a helping any giving field. Mm-hmm. Again, which thinks which why I love real estate so much because it really is a helping and a giving field as well. People see it as, oh, you're a real estate agent, you make tons of money. You can, but you also have to be focused on giving. Right. But that program allowed us to refinance down when the rates went down to like 8%. Mm-hmm. So I remember we were so excited to get an 8% right. uh, interest rate. <laughs> And then six and seven when we were doing great. Well, COVID, we were able to get down to uh, two and a half. Yep. And and it's phenomenal. Mm. And so people that is like, oh my gosh, six seven percent. Oh, uh, uh. I was like, yeah, that's normal. I've right. been through that and. Right, and you survived, you and yeah. you survived, and that was the point. Like, even the salaries are going up. So I think that a lot of people are so afraid of getting into the real estate industry or becoming an investor, which you are an investor too. I so. have had my yes, I'm still an investor. I feel I'm on the downside of investing. That was, you know, what as a real estate agent, when you learn again, knowledge is power. Uh, ignorance is fear. So when you really learn about real estate, so anybody that wants to be in the real estate industry, they need to really take time to educate themselves. Mm-hmm. All through the time, I educated myself, so I learned about how to find the good deals. Now, being a real estate agent actually kind of helped because I was able to see the properties as they were coming on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to get something, I was able to develop it and then using programs that most people, you know, don't even know about because they're, they're not educated. I used a 1031 project, which allowed me to move my investment from one property to another property without paying capital gains tax. Mm. Um, and that, you know, so many investors do not know about that product that the government has for you and they sell and then they pay capital gains on the profit and then they spend their money and buy. But if you use that program, you can build your portfolio so large. I build it. I build it up to a great place to where I wanted it 
that now I'm on the downside, but I'm on the downside because I'm look I'm seeing retirement in the mirror. Right, right. And now I know that since I didn't have a lot in you know in in stocks and bonds and all that, real estate is never a bad investment. Never. It's only the people that make the bad decisions. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad investment. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm comfortably set for my retirement because of real estate investing. Nice. And I still have several properties. That's amazing. So can you give the audience, um, let's say, three highlights in your real estate career? Three highlights in my real estate career. Um, highlight one would be actually getting my instructor's license because I was so afraid to get up in front of people and speak to people. Really? And now I can I can lecture for eight hours without a problem <laughs> in the world. Um, you know, number two, the other hi- uh, number two highlight is actually getting recruited to go teach for or go train for the number one real estate company in New York. And when I went there, it was number two in the nation. Wow! And they actually came to me now. My way, way background, I am, I come from very, very humble beginnings. I'm one of six children Mm. that was born and raised in the Midwest. We lived on a 160 acre farm and did chores and our clothes, you know, when I got a new pair of sneakers, it was my dad drawing around my foot and then going to the Kmart to the end bins and finding a shoe that matched. So we didn't like go try on sneakers because taking six kids in the store would have been wild. And we would have wanted this and this and couldn't afford that. I came from those, you know, at a small town in the Midwest, 1200 people graduating class of 44 students. Wow. And I actually went from graduated from that, and then now I am a trainer in Manhattan for a real estate company That's a high that has agents that are stars and celebrities on TV, and I've met them. Some of them are super people. There, I have several of the agents that I've trained that are doing phenomenal, phenomenal wow. training, winning awards every year with the company That's that I, I started their training program. I wrote the training program that they went through. That's so, awesome. And, and the number three highlight is actually being honored enough to be a broker and being recruited by a coaching company, a national coaching company and i i coach real estate agents nationwide as well that's amazing that's amazing so tell us three challenges in your field of work three challenges wow that's the well um challenges getting up in front of the people and really trying to remember what am i going to talk about (laughs) how how can how can i talk for how can I teach for eight hours? How can I even teach? Because my first class I started was at night. How can I teach for three hours? I'm like, you know, I remember taking, doing speech class in um, uh, high school and, you know, giving a five minute speech was like an ordeal. Um, challenge, another challenge. Um, you know, 
I've not been, I've, I've, I consider myself shy, so I've had to get out of that. I'm not a great one at talking to people. My best friend taught me how to actually communicate, how to meet people and talk with people, not be so shy, uh, because I won't talk to a stranger. I, really? I'm, a, I'm a wallflower at a party. I, no, not afraid. at my party. Not anymore, <laughs> but I've had to learn. My friend would go into a grocery store and you know she'd come visit me and pick up a jar of mayonnaise and she'd start and if somebody she'd start talking about. Do you realize how much oil they put? How much saturated fats in this? She just talked to anybody. Well, I don't. Do and I'm that like, in the grocery oh my god, store. how can you do that? Yeah, but that that helped get me out and learning, mm -hmm. and I you know then I learned that I had to actually be mingling with people and now it's very easy yeah. but it's a skill that that was a challenge and now i can go up and talk to people and it's really easy because i see people i see the uniqueness in everybody mm. some people see it as like they like what are they doing wearing those glasses whoever told them they look good in that that i look at it as like wow those glasses are really cool they're so unique because, you know, they may look strange to me or somebody else, but that person really thought they looked good and they're proud to put them on their face and strut around. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to compliment that. And that starts a conversation. And you need to be able to be a conversation starter as a real estate agent. You have to. Right. And the only other thing you do is you learn to, you've got to ask questions mm -hmm. because the person asking the questions controls the conversation, just like you're doing right now. You think I am? <laughs> well, give me, since I got to control the conversation, <laughs> give me through, uh, one more challenge. Oh I need my one, one more, more challenge. challenge. One more challenge. You know, I'm going to have to say, you know what? I have uh, pers personal challenges because through all this, you know, I'm not I'm not single. I'm married, so I'm dealing with family and family medical issues. My husband was diagnosed with cancer eight years ago, which cured that, but it destroyed his kidneys, and he went on dialysis and went through all that. And I've had to be right there beside him, picking up the pieces. For eight years, he was sick, and last year, a year ago, we got a kidney transplant. We were thinking. God, thank you. We're through this mm -hmm. to be slapped back down and he's diagnosed with the same cancer that started it eight years ago. It came back. But we're charging through it. Mm -hmm. But I've had to keep it all together to keep working the whole time and taking care of a sick family member, which is a huge challenge. People always keep asking me, well, how are you doing? How are you doing? I don't think about how I'm doing because I think about I've got to focus on him and I've got to focus on my business so I don't think about how I'm doing. But it is a little bit of a challenge. I can say this, though. No matter what you've gone through and what you go through, your smile and your presence is always so uplifting to the people around you. I've never been around you where I felt like depressed or anything. I've never felt that from you ever. Like you literally just carry the room and you, you change atmospheres when you come into the room. And I just really appreciate even you being in my life. Seriously. Well, so thank you. I, I never really ever thought I did, but I just, you know, I enjoy people. Um, 
my first career was working with people with developmental disabilities. And I got my degree uh, in music education and music therapy. And I took that from that point as being a therapist, working with people with the most severe disabilities. But I loved them. And I helped them through that. And I worked my way up to being the executive director of a nonprofit organization serving people with developmental disabilities. I think all of that contributed to you being so successful in your industry overall. Um, can you give the audience three key things that they can take away if they're interested in going into real estate or if they are already in the game and they feel a little bit discouraged? Give them something that they can apply, three things they can apply. Mm. You know what? If you want to get in the business, that one of the most important things is you need to make sure that you are not going to go to school, pass the test to get your license, and then sit back and say, okay, where's my money? Mm -hmm. I, if you think school is hard, I mean, I've, I've taught six, seven, eight hundred agents, people to get their license. Mm -hmm. And and they struggle. It's hard. That's 75 hours. Oh, that's really hard. It's not any, any less hard than it is actually going out there and finding the business. Because when you become a real estate agent, understand you are not employed. You are not getting a salary. You are beginning your own business. Right. So that is one key takeaway. Remember, if you want to become a real estate agent, it's not all peaches and cream. It's a business, and you've got to be ready for that. you got to work it. you got to you work gotta it. you got to work it. So what's Absolutely. number two? Number two is in the field, no matter what happens that gets you down, always remember tomorrow's another day, and there's going to be something. And remember that you are – you know, it, it's discouraging and people can be mean. Everybody can be mean, but focus on so much. And this is very important because so many real estate agents don't remember this. Focus on the client first. Mm. You think about helping them before you think about putting money in your pocket. If that's the way you base your business, mm. you will be putting a lot of money in your pocket because people remember that. People remember the kindness mm -hmm. and they will refer you. So always be kind and help your client first and the money will follow. That's key leadership. That was a key leadership quote right there. Remember the client first Always. and the money will follow. That was a key leadership quote. And then we just need one more. One more, one more, one more. Hmm. One more to apply to someone that's interested in real estate or is already in the game. You know what? The one other thing that is so valuable is, and I had said it earlier, knowledge is confidence. Mm -hmm. Get Be a student of the 
industry. Yes. You need to read. You need to learn every day. Mm -hmm. Because if you know it, you'll have so much confidence and you'll be able to answer questions and talk to people. And people see that coming through. But if you don't know anything, that ignorance, they'll see the fear. Mm -hmm. So be a student of the craft. It is an important profession. People think we're all just about going out and selling homes, showing, opening a door and looking at this beautiful uh, ceiling, look at this beautiful stainless steel refrigerator, gleaming hardwood floors. Da, da, da. It's not all about that. There is so much detail so and much. knowing and understanding what's happening in the marketplace is key because that's how you can advise your clients for them to get the best deal. Mm. This year, I've been putting listings on and I've been putting list, list, selling listings within five days. Wow. There are agents out there that are listings and their listings are lasting for 30 days. That's They don't understand what they're doing. Okay. They need to take it back and they need to learn what they're doing because you can sell it and you can sell it for a great price and you can make your clients happy. Again, making the clients happy, getting them what they want by being by worrying about your money second. Right. Okay. So that is becoming a subject matter expert in real estate. You need to be a subject matter expert. John Day, thank you so much for being on today. Um, If you guys want to know more from John Day and his how-tos, where he gives us step-by-step instructions on how to do these things as a realtor, as a broker, becoming so successful in your industry as a real estate agent, Mr. John Day will be a breakout speaker at the Enosis 2023 Mission Conference. Enosis is our nonprofit organization, Enosis, the Leadership Network. And so he will be a speaker on July 7th and 8th at the Enosis 2023 Mission Conference and at the Hilton East Brunswick Hotel in New Jersey. So if you want to see him there and you want to hear more from Mr. John Day, be there. Tickets sell out June 1st. So please, limited seats, come and join us. It is a leadership conference full of industry experts. Industry experts will be speaking. And Mr. John Day, thank you again so much for coming. I'm sure the audience enjoyed this. I enjoyed this. I really appreciate it. And Thank you so much. And always remember, think mission, not, not competition. competition. <laughs>